Scotland could be 90 minutes away from a major tournament by 98 if they beat Israel at Hamden tonight. Obviously, the squad has changed slightly in the past 24 hours as set out in a couple of minutes. But I hear Robbie Boyd of the first of the first part chat to preview the game. Uh, Robbie, thanks for joining me today. How did you see the game tonight? Uh, first of all, it's lovely to be here, Kyle. Thank you very much for the opportunity, mate. Um, you know what? And I'm sure we'll go into it later on. I am not half as excited about this game as I should be. I don't know whether it's because of the whole, you know, there's no supporters on the ground, understandably, or the fact they've played Israel about 40 times in the last 14 months. Um, a bit kind of sick of that, to be honest with you. Almost takes the shine away from it. I'm sure I wouldn't be thinking that if there was 50,000 Scotland fans in that stadium tonight, but unfortunately we're not. Um, and again, even as a resident of the Hamden area, you know, my, my bedroom looks onto Hamden, I, I stay 50 yards away from the stadium. Um, and apart from, you know, you know, even if I wasn't going to the game, seeing the excitement of the stewards arriving early in the morning and then supporters and flag bearers, you know, getting their stalls ready to sell scarves and that, I'm, I'm just not excited for it, unfortunately, as far as the actual 90 minutes itself. Um, you know, there's been a lot of call-offs, as I'm sure we'll we'll, 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 we'll touch on, but like, I don't know, man. I really, really don't know. I'm sure the players will know the sentiment, but I'm nowhere near as excited about this game as I was 13 years ago when we were playing Italy and we were five seconds away from qualifying, never mind 180 minutes. OK, go through the Yep. First three names will be. Um, I don't want to use the word catastrophic, but as far as our first eleven, their three players that you know 
are in that first eleven, or at least are in that thirteen or fourteen players that will that will play during the course of a ninety minute match. Um, definitely, Ryan Christie. You know, over the last, you know, he's probably been since Steve Clark came in. Him and John McGinn have been the, the two talisman, which I'm sure we'll go on to speak about John McGinn. Um, Armstrong probably hasn't delivered since Gordon Strachan in that form he reached in a Celtic jersey, but he's still a classy, classy player. Um, Kieran Tierney's worth £25 million. Um, I don't see what the fuss is about Kieran Tierney. I think he's a great defender, but going forward, I just don't really see what he brings. Um, I think, you know, Celtic fans took to him because he was a Celtic supporter. Had he not shown that amount of passion... I think he probably would have been... I don't think that would have held him in, in such a high regard at Celtic Park. But listen, Arsenal paid £25 million for him for something. Um, and listen, his versatility will be a blow. Um, I As for the, the, the latter three in Buck, McKenna and Palmer, nah, to be honest with you, they're, not, they're, they're replaceable. Um, and yeah, it's... The first three names will definitely be be more of a blow than the last three, but um, it's a squad that we'll have to put together with sticky tape tonight. Um, and I think Palmer, McKenna and Buck missing out is disappointing for them because I believe Steve Clark would have played his strongest 11 tonight and then really done a mix for the next two fixtures to give caps and give game time to those players that have been called up, which is quite unfortunate when you look at it. You know, we picked a 26-man squad for that very reason. Certainly, you know, I think it's the second, well, third biggest Scotland game of my lifetime, um, or fourth even with a, with a Holland game, um, then the Italy game back in 2007, and obviously the England game here at Hamden in, in 20, 2017. And, you know, looking back at that, you know, there's been, there's been glorious failure after mis- misery, then it's a glorious failure, then it's misery. It's just the last 23 years just haven't, been great, but we've had good players within the 23 years that have given us some good memories, man, but I, it's, it's difficult, and I think even in this, it would be the most Scotland thing ever to qualify for a major tournament, and the supporters can't even get there. Yeah. Yeah. 
I spoke last week to John McGinn mm-hmm. uh, for the single meal and I was talking to him about the fact that the game tonight will be behind closed doors and well that fact makes tonight game harder and he said in many ways it does but the potential prize offer over Rika is that something you see as well and do you agree with what you're thinking or not? Yeah, listen, I completely agree with, with what you're saying there. Um, I think the game probably favours Israel, even though it's at home. Yes, it's at, it's at Hamden. You know, Scotland players are more equipped to play in there. And, um, you know, they train there once or twice before before the game itself. Um, I know that's not happened this time around to COVID regulations and they've all had to stay over at Orium in, um, in Edinburgh, man. But... I it's the the price certainly does override that, and I, I've got no qualms about players not getting how much this means. You know, it'll mean as much to them as as it does to us. And you know, if, take John McGinn for example, a, a, a young boy for Clyde Bank. What he would have been, what two or three when we were last qualified, so he can't remember it. Do you know what I mean? So he's grown up the same as myself, the same as yourself, Kyle, as well. We. Again, the four biggest games in his lifetime probably being the four that I mentioned, i.e. the Holland game, the Italy game, the England game, and now tonight. And John McGinn has been very good from recently. Yeah. So how big a player will he be today, Yeah, listen, um, he is the... The talisman that Robert Snodgrass was before him, that Lee Griffiths was at that same time as well, that James McFadden was before him. He is now that figure that we've got that we can really kind of rely on, mate. Um, I, I, listen, I hope other players can join in with him. Like I say, Armstrong really hasn't delivered since, you know, the Slovenia, the Slovakia games when we played England as well. He's not really played up to that level. We know he can since then. Um, but I certainly hope the likes of Dykes um, I know <laughs> Ryan Christie started to become that man, as has James Forrest, but he's out with injury. And Ryan Fraser has done well with assists as well. I don't see him starting tonight, um, which I'm sure we'll kind of go into, uh, maybe talking about team lineups, but I don't see Ryan Fraser starting tonight, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, John McGinn is that talisman that, you know, the, 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 those that I mentioned before him, the Griffiths, the Snodgrass, the McFadden's, you know, the Naismiths before him, have the Kenny Mills as well that have been you know, that player for Scotland and John McGinn will be, will be that and, you know, a big, big player for us tonight. Given the six players that I mentioned earlier, yeah. given give your team for given who you think yeah. Mark will go for the yeah, um, I'll go a five-three-two really because obviously our, our strength is in that middle of the park. We've not got a great deal out, out wide. Um, I'll go David Marshall and goal because he's been the best Scotland goalkeeper of my lifetime and um, the most reliable. Um, Craig Gordon, for me, couldn't catch a cold. Um, he was erratic. 
um, when 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 the amount of times he would leave his box. Alan McGregor, brilliant shot stopper. Um, I know, I th- maybe maybe harshly sometimes his um his ambition and his commitment to Scotland could sometimes be questioned, but delivered more times than not. But for me, David Marshall has been the consistent Scotland goalkeeper in my. Brrr, 15 years of following Scotland and my 19 years being alive. I'd go with a back five. Um, I don't want to put Ryan Fraser as a wing-back because he'd done that against Belgium, the friendly we played, and he got mauled. But again, I know that's the, the third-best team in the planet he's playing against. But his um, you know, powers going forward, getting balls into the box, like I say, assisting players, um, corner kicks as well. But for that reason, uh, and as well, he's just started playing with Newcastle now he's not had a great deal of game time for that reason I'm going to go with Ryan Jack as my number two um, over on the other side um, captain Andrew Robertson my number three um, my three centre halves I'm going to give a first cap to Ryan Porteous my number four um, brilliant start with a brilliant Hibs team at the start of this season I'm sure you'll agree um, my number five will be um, my little captain Declan Gallagher I think um, he's a better defender than a lot of Scotland fans will give him credit for, even though he's only had two caps. I don't see how 180 minutes when you can judge a player by. Um, a very good ball-playing centre-half, which you need to be uh, to play in a back five or a back three. And um, beside him, I'm going to put uh, my number six is Liam Cooper. Um, epitomises everything about a modern ball-playing centre-half. Um, you know, a fantastic Leeds United team under a world-class manager and um, I hope he can start to deliver for Scotland tonight and he's been reliable. Him and Declan Gallagher have had 180 minutes together and they've been solid enough together and um, I'd like to see that back three happening tonight. Um, my midfield three, um, my number seven is going to be John Fleck. Um, I think he's done well. Um, we're Sheffield United team, really combustible midfielder, gives you a lot in both directions. Um, my number eight is going to be no surprise to yourself. Um, John McGinn, um, you know, I, I mentioned everything I need to mention about John McGinn in previous there. Um, my number nine is going to be uh, Lyndon Dykes. Um, you know, a, a lot of personal pride um, through the affiliation of have with Queen of the South, watching Lyndon Dykes doing what he does now for Scotland and, and getting that move. And um, I hope he can become that, that figure because, you know, my dad will always speak about like uh, Joe Jordan and that, Scott or, or Don Hutchinson. Scotland always had that big number nine. Um, we've not had that in the last 20 years. Um, you know, we've had the likes of Kenny Miller, the James McFadden's, um, the Lee Griffiths of the world, you know, a lot smaller number nines. Um, my number 10 is going to be, well, maybe not number 10, but, you know, in that midfield will be Scott McTominay. Um, big game player. You know, I don't need, don't need to say a lot about um, Scott McTominay. He does, and he, he does what he does and does it very well. And um, my number 11 will be Lawrence Shankland. Um, I think he's good at everything Lyndon Dykes maybe isn't. And Lyndon Dykes is good at everything that maybe Lawrence Shankland isn't quite. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think they'll link up with each other really well. Sorry, Kyle, on you go. I uh, have written down three names. From your camera, Robbie, I want to ask you about... Yeah, go for it, mate. Firstly, you gave a debut in a Scotland senior team to Ryan Porter. Yeah, mate. Yeah. You run through your reasons for that, Robbie. Um, I, I kind of touched on it briefly, but I will expand for you, Kyle. 
Um, he's had a brilliant start to the season with a really, really good Hibs team, an exciting Hibs team to watch, man. And um, again, as a Motherwell fan, you know, we're always kind of expected to go up with the likes of Hibs, Aberdeen's, the Dundee United's of the world. And um, he certainly gives me a wee bit of, a wee bit of fear, um, certainly going forward. And Ophir Marciano behind him is a great goalkeeper, um, as, a, as is David Marshall. Um, but it's a big game. Um, but the pressure maybe is taken off him a wee bit. Um, due to the lack of no supporters. And um, I think Ryan Portis is more than deserving of it. And I think he's been unlucky the last two squads. Um, and for that reason, and I think the strength is through the middle. And doing that, we're going to need to play three centre-halves. I just don't see um, Stephen O'Donnell, even though he's a motherwell player, um, I don't see him an international quality fullback. Um, and I'd much rather shoehorn Ryan Jack in there, to be honest with you. John Fleck, John Fleck, John Fleck. I picked John Fleck over Callum McGregor, um, purely as a wee bit of frustration, really, because Callum McGregor, for me, if I'm being brutally honest, and this is a fan speaking rather than Robbie Boyd of the Third Part Chat podcast or Robbie Boyd in the journalism class that we're in, Callum McGregor doesn't deliver on the Scotland jersey. I feel he hides, and I know a lot of Scotland supporters on Twitter voice that opinion as well. I feel Callum McGregor hides from. Whether he feels that the responsibility is different playing for Scotland than it is um, Celtic, and most definitely it is. Um, but Callum McGregor is a player that we should look to, to deliver, and more often than not, um, in the caps that he's had, in the appearances he's had, he's, for me, he's just not done that. And I think John Fleck is a player that's not really had a, a crack in the whip. Um, he's playing in a, unfortunately, a higher, a higher league and a higher standard. Um, for as much as I'm not a fan of the English Premier League now. Um, but yeah, I think we need to give them, give them that benefit of the doubt. And Sheffield United have done well over the last 18 months. And I do, I, for me, John Flight would be, I'll change the number around, John Flight would be my number 10 tonight. Scott McTormey would be my number 7. Um, yeah, we can't Yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the fan speaking, not Kyle Gunn, the Kyle Gunn, the news writer. I completely agree with you, mate. On you go. But do you think that um, because Callum McGregor Celtic has got blind him and he doesn't, he doesn't have that much of a responsibility, perhaps defensively for Celtic that he might have got uh, You know what, I, I understand your point, I take it on both, Kyle, but I tend to agree with that because Scott McTominay spanged them for Scotland. Scott McTominay will be in that number six role and McGregor and, uh, sorry, Fleck and McGinn will be in front of him. So, you know, McGregor's always plays in a slightly more advanced role in that number eight position than he would um, with Celtic where he plays in that 4 2 3 one or the 5 3 two. He plays slightly deeper with Scott Brown to allow you know, that attacking midfielder to play in front of them. So I get your point, but I would slightly disagree with it to an extent. Um, I'd argue yeah. a, a young Scott McTominay, um, maybe, you know, for I know Scott Brown's won the, won the trophies that he's won, but Scott McTominay's probably a better footballer now than, than Scott Brown is at this moment in time. Um but yeah, I agree with I I I I get I take on your point on board there, mate. Um, but I would disagree with that slightly. 
And Lawrence Atkins had what two or three caps now, and I think he's scored in one of them. Um, so he's, he's proven his worth, and he's another one that's, that's done a, had a similar journey to um, Lyndon Knight starting off at um, you know, Lawrence Atkins started off at Queen's Park and went to Aberdeen, kind of burnt his bridges there and moved on through the lower leagues and, and done really well in doing that. And now he's playing the, the Premiership, and I think I think he deserves um, a consistent string, um, especially when you're looking at you know. The forward players that Scotland would have, again, you know, likes of Lee Griffiths and, and you know, isn't near a, a Scotland squad yet. So I think we need to give these two guys the opportunities. And like you said, and, you know, I said previous, um, Dykes is good at what Shankland isn't and Shankland's good at what Dykes isn't. So I think it would be a, a good partnership. Do I see it happen tonight? I don't, but I'd like to. Is that a good what Scotland fan would like to see happening? <laughs> what is really happening? Can we get a century? More similar to that, I just keep rocking it. I get what you're saying, but I think, again, over the last 15 years, you could, I mean, I could go back and when I was six and I could rhyme off that, you know, 2007 start 11 that played against Italy um, you know in, in, in the traditional even in the Gordon Stratton days and the Clay Green days unfortunately in the tradition of my lifetime Scotland always play a 4-1, 4-1 and I think we could always name that starting 11 even under the likes of Craig Green and, and um, Gordon Stratton would always play that 4-1, 4-1 you could name the 11 but now there's, there's Scotland are in a transition period and we've been in that since Gordon Stratton stepped down we've been in that transition period the players that I've mentioned, you know, the Snodgrass, the MacArthur's, you know, the McGregor, the Alan McGregor's of this world are, are on their way out and in, in their place are getting the likes of young Robbie McCrory coming through. You're getting likes of Ryan Fraser and uh, James Forrest stepping up to the mark. And, you know, you're having these players in their place, you know, the Callum McGregor's, the John McGinn's as well. And it's a transition period and it's, we've got so many decent players, but unfortunately they all play in the one position. So we need to keep trying these different formulas around that centre midfield position until something sticks and works, which is really difficult when, you know, you only international, you know, squads only meet up three, four times a year now. And it's really difficult to get that consistency and that club mentality. Um, the big one will be what you play tonight. Tonight, um, difficult one, man. Um, I can see them scoring. Um, I know they've got like um, Zahavi and Deboer up front, man. Really good players. Um, and it's just the fact that we've not got like the James Forests and um and that tonight. But I need to be optimistic and maybe say one now, Scotland. I'll go for two points. Scotland will be very I 
fair enough, but again, I think we've got enough quality, you know, with the man that's between the go they stick for Scotland. Um, listen, I, maybe it's a little bit of personal bias coming through from my from my love for Davy Marshall, but he's a top top quality goalkeeper, and um, you know, had a really important save in a, you know two two saves, big big saves in the last game against Israel at Hamden, um, which really was treated as a dress rehearsal. But who do you think score? Who do you think scoring tonight? I've got a, I've got a thing going Yeah. For me thing. Yeah. I've got him maybe get a goal. And I would give the goal to possibly Lincoln Gate because he gets a keeper. who... Gets in the positions. Yeah. And the Harvey or the Boer for Israel, yeah. Well, I think the Harvey is the one big player for Israel. Who who is in your career? Well, Let's see, bro. That's that's decent news for us then. Go and quote me in that. Okay. No, no problem. No problem. But uh, that almost can cut the preview of the. Brilliant. Thanks, Robin. No problem at all. Brilliant.